If you have been struggling with losing weight, it's probably not just because it's easier for you to stay away from the gym than the cookie jar. And it's also not necessarily your body's fault that it holds on to those extra pounds. In fact, what may hold you back is above your neckline. It's your mind. Your mind may have been using and abusing your body to get what it wants. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Do you struggle with losing weight? Have you tried everything? You have done programs, got a personal trainer, even a nutritionist. You really disciplined yourself, tried to follow through, and somehow it didn't work out. Either you didn't lose weight despite all your efforts, or you lost some weight and then you gained it right back because somehow you find yourself back at the freezer sneaking in some ice cream, having your cookie jar in your lap at night when nobody's watching, or going to the drive-through after work and having a snack that calorie-wise could just be a meal. Why do we do that? I think the problem with losing weight is not so much just really forcing ourselves to the right thing. And it's not all about the the food intake or the quality of the nutrition and how much we are burning calories. These are all important aspects, but there is one aspect that I believe we often overlook and that may be even more powerful than all those other things. And maybe that aspect is the reason why it's so hard to lose weight for many people. And that aspect is that part above your neck your head, your mind, your brain, whatever you want to call it, because there is something the mind is doing that somehow is for the mind more comfortable to keep the weight and to keep on taking the food in rather than getting healthier and looking better. Because having extra weight, you know, is a health concern, but it's also a mental emotional issue because you don't feel that great about yourself. You may feel insecure. You may feel that you need to hide all of those things. So logically, it may make total sense to lose weight. But there's again, an inner block. And I want to talk about those most common inner blocks, what your mind is doing to hold you back from losing weight. I mean, the mind-body connection, you probably know, maybe firsthand. You know, when you're really stressed and then all of a sudden you get this pain in your shoulders or your neck or in your lower back, or when you have a hard time to digest something, then you have all of a sudden, you know, an upset stomach or, you know, other issues that really show you, well, that's what I'm dealing with. Or people get headaches when they really cannot wrap their mind around something. And fibromyalgia and, uh, and IBS, these are all examples of the mind-body connection. And weight is another example of the body and mind connection. 
mind-body connection, because in this case, the mind is really working with the body, ultimately, for the body to either be some form of protector or to use food as a form of comfort, reward, whatever. We'll get there. So there are a few themes that I watched with my clients over and over again that repeated themselves. And I want you just to really think about if any of those themes, if you're tracing your steps back, sound true to you. You know, if you would really have a microphone at your head and you would think about what am I feeling or thinking right before I do something nutritionally wise, or I'm telling myself not to go and work out or go for a walk, what's happening in my mind? How do I feel? What do I think? Or what happens in my life? What are the themes when I especially feel like I'm struggling or gaining more weight? If you take notes about this, if you really pay attention to it, you're probably going to also find certain things repeat themselves. And one of the things that I find is that weight in a mind-body connection concept is like an extra protection. A lot of my clients that have been dealing with weight issues since their childhood had gone through a rather traumatic or instable upbringing. And, and there they needed this extra layer, like a, a thick skin, in order for them to sustain or be able to just fend off the onslaught of criticism or ridicule or judgment or punishment or whatever those things are. It's almost like the, the weight was insulating them from the outside world. And since the belief is still there that the world is not safe and that they are not safe in it, that extra boundary of, of fat is still something that the mind believes is necessary and therefore cannot let go of. But when you think about it, maybe it is a matter also for you to find the safety within and then really notice that I am actually able to now have better boundaries. I don't have to use my body as the only boundary in my life. I can actually look outside and say, I don't want to engage or I can say, no, this is not okay or I can disconnect and walk away. There are ways for you to feel safe that as a child you didn't have. And so it's just something for you to also remember that the old ways may be really ways coming from a limited uh, repertoire of self-protection. And that is not necessarily the case anymore. I had a client also, and this is a very interesting part of this, who was abused and molested as a child. And she was dealing with a lot of uh, weight challenges and really wanted to lose 200 or more pounds. But what she noticed was that there was a deep inner resistance to following through with any diet, following through with uh, working out. It was like every time she tried to subscribe to something and stick with it, there was an inner rebellion going on. And, and when she really tapped into it, where did this come from? She understood that she was 
forcing herself to do something not only that didn't feel safe, but that didn't feel comfortable. And, and she noticed that this was the same feeling she had when she was molested by her father. That feeling of being forced to do something she didn't want to do, forced to, you know, basically deprive herself from safety and comfort. And it's almost as if she took on the role of the abuser when she, with that kind of force, tried to put her body into submission and made it, uh, wanted to make it thinner. And so when she changed her attitude, and it wasn't any more about force, it was actually much more about love and care and kindness. And it came from a place of, I want to do good to myself. This is a desire for me because it feels more nourishing to watch what I'm eating and and really take care of my mind and my body, she had a much easier time to follow through and had success. So that's also something to think about. Am I going about this losing weight with a sledgehammer and with a lot of judgment and negativity and therefore increasing more onslaught on myself? Or am I going about losing weight from a place of kindness? and from a place of compassion for myself and wanting to be a good steward for my body and ultimately my mind as well. Another example of having weight as a form of protection is a client that told me that she had a hard time losing weight and she realized she was afraid of the consequences of being thin. She felt that she would get un wanted attention, especially from men, and that she didn't want that. She didn't want to look good because she didn't know how to respond to the advances and maybe sometimes even harassments that she had endured before when she was thin and slim and before she had to deal with, you know, men that just uh, saw her as objects. So again, creating a strategy for her of having boundaries, of knowing she can say no, speaking up, knowing how to look for help, all those things that were building her inner sense of safety, then also allowed her to see the weight no longer as that uh, shield to hide behind, but really see it more as her responsibility to let go so that her body could feel as healthy and vital as it was before, because she loved uh, climbing and hiking and doing all those things that she couldn't do anymore because she had too much weight. Now, there is another aspect of, uh, of losing weight, which is the opposite. It's that, uh, that feeling of being invisible if you are thin. And that's something that I have seen many times, people not really realizing that that weight was almost for them a statement, I exist, I am here, and that there was a fear of getting thinner, of disappearing, and not any longer gaining any kind of recognition or respect. And for those people, it was important for them to notice that they probably didn't really value themselves, that they didn't really see themselves beyond their physical form and haven't really checked in. What is my worthiness about? What do I feel good about? How can I make 
a statement and show up even with a thinner body with a sense of self-respect and and the belief that I matter and I'm supposed to be here. I deserve to be here. So that is again also a shift that once people were able to do that, they could let go because the weight no longer was that vehicle to compensate for limiting belief or for you know a general sense of uh, not really you know having a place in the world. The very common mental push to keep on gaining weight is, of course, using food as comfort. I mean, a lot of people just feel like, hey, I have not really a lot going on in my life. It's so hard. It's so stressful. So don't take that sweetness away from me. I mean, many clients told me that, especially in the evenings after everyone is in bed and finally another mountain has been climbed that they draw or that they are drawn to go to the refrigerator pull you know all these unhealthy things out that they know they should not eat or at least eat in very very moderations and and it feels so good it feels so soothing or when they are sad when they feel misunderstood when they're again family issues coming up the best friend can be food, that comfort food. And, and that is something that often comes also from the upbringing where maybe food was a way to be shown love and, uh, and care. Maybe the mother was really an amazing cook and, or the father made these, you know, delicious pancakes on the weekend and all those associations with, okay, food, is a nourishment for the soul, for the mind. That is something that also is obviously a pattern that's unconscious, but that doesn't help because then we're always going to go back to that, what we have learned and we are not really outgrowing it. So I recommend just to look for other ways to find self-comfort, to soothe yourself, because food is not your best friend, especially if it really is taxing your body. If you really check in after you had a pint of ice cream or, you know, too much cake. How does your body feel? It feels insulted often. I mean, I know when I overate, I certainly felt like, you know, scale from uh, on five, I felt a five or six and made me almost want to vomit. It was terrible. In the moment of eating, it felt great. But then lo and behold, you ignore all the signals of the body that say, stop, please stop. And you just stuff more food in. And, and that is also something to realize. I don't only have a responsibility to my mind and maybe giving my mind the comfort it needs. I also have a responsibility to my body and make sure that my body doesn't get abused by my need to feel better. And you can feel better with your body in different ways. I find taking a bath very soothing. A client of mine told me the other day that he actually broke through a, a bout of anxiety by giving himself a head massage, just like, you know, rubbing his hair was such a good feeling. Others feel there is a soothingness about drinking tea because it's still something warm and oral, but it doesn't make your body feel heavy and overloaded. You can hug a pillow, you can write, you can sing. 
things that just feel also that there is some warmth, not just in your stomach, but warmth all over yourself that can give you a sense of, yeah, I am actually now feeling that there is care and comfort and reassurance coming my way. And of course, it has to come also not only from your way, it can also come from other people. Maybe rather than holding yourself back and hiding behind food, you can reach out to a friend and say, hey, I, I'm feeling a little down. Can I talk to you? Can we have a chat? And, and just that can replace the need for that. What you used to feel was that go-to comfort. And uh, so look for alternatives. Just realize what really triggers you and then look for what else you can do. And along the same lines with comfort comes also this habit to stuff down our feelings. It's almost like we, we never had the, the permission to express ourselves. These are especially people that we're told that they are too sensitive or that they should be seen but not heard and all of those you know messages of suppression. And as we are pretty much feeling what's going on inside of us isn't really of any concern to anyone, they don't really care, we are suppressing those feelings. And one way to suppress those feelings, of course, can be food. And unfortunately, it's like a, you know, a, a spring that you push down and down and down. And at some point, it just jumps back up at you because you cannot suppress your emotions with food. They may feel like silenced for a while, but they are not going away. They are not digested. They are not addressed. So it's basically pushing an issue aside until who knows when we are ready to deal with it. So rather than when you are feeling overwhelmed emotionally to stuff it down, let it out through writing, through speaking out loud, through talking to someone, through looking for professional help. You don't have to suppress your emotions. Emotions are the key to a healthy and fulfilling life. Without emotions, life would really not matter because we wouldn't feel anything. So this whole idea of you shouldn't have especially so-called negative emotions. It's basically saying you shouldn't really have an inner guidance system that tells you there is something wrong or there is something maybe you need to change or maybe the way this person treats you is not right for you. All of those things that you emotionally register, maybe even before your uh, rational mind says this, all those things would go away and you would just let yourself be like a zombie walk through life without any direction, without any uh, progress, any growth. So embrace your emotions. Just know that emotions also need to be looked at. Uh, sometimes they need to be challenged. Sometimes they need to be uh, addressed and then released and grown from. There are many ways to deal with emotions, and I certainly will talk about this topic again, but suppressing them is not okay for you any longer. You have a right to feel and you have a right to express your feelings. Food as reward. That's certainly also something you may have done, right? Similar to the comfort after a long day. It's like this, now I deserve this big cheesecake or now I deserve. My dad was one of those 
he worked so hard and in the evening when he came back from his practice especially at the early stages he uh, he did his rounds uh, in this little village where he was a doctor he came off and home at 10 o'clock at night and then he really had a big vesper which was basically you know sausages and cheese and bread and an inches thick butter and he was so happy because it made him feel, you know, he can reward himself. Especially he came from a, a time when he was little where they didn't have enough to eat after World War II. But of course it backfired. You know, eventually he was overweight. He had uh, problems with his gallbladder. He had pancreatitis. All of those things where the body said, well, it's not a really good reward what you're doing. There are better rewards. And I think a better reward is maybe to also give yourself more rest or give yourself a little bit of a you know positive feedback talk i mean how often could we just sit down and reflect on well done good job how often do we do so much and there's just a sensation of we gave so much out so let's put something back in again the reward rather than saying no i can reward myself by also saying i'm proud of myself i really learned a lot i contributed a lot i made a lot of advances and progress today that can equally feel good and sharing this with your partner or with a friend feels even better but those things then make it not necessary for the mind to go to the old reward system of food intake but it goes more into, okay, this is actually something that's a mental issue, the need for reward, and I don't have to involve my mind into this. And having even a reward system where you say, hey, I'm going to reward myself by the end of the month by, you know, doing a little getaway or inviting myself to go to, you know, see a play or the movies or something that you usually wouldn't do, taking some time off, that can be even more rewarding than you know eating a big plate of sausage another thing i find is that when people do work a lot and they really feel drained and that's certainly something i had been doing there is this need to have food as a form of getting energy back and usually it's what we're looking for is quick energy which is carbohydrates sugar and this is like, you know, when you're tired and you're drinking energy drinks or coffee, it's not really sustainable. Yes, in the moment it may feel like, oh yeah, it's really, you know, getting me back up and I feel energized again, but it's draining you even more. It's going even more into reserve energy. So don't abuse food for energy, balance your activities, see more how you can take more time off and maybe give less out, have more boundaries with, you know, what your activities are during the day. Maybe you need just more sleep than you think you need. Eight hours usually is what we need. And if you think you can live on five, then maybe that's where you're also eating more because you don't have enough energy. Just observe yourself in that regard as well. And another thing that I want to talk about is that identity piece of food and and being overweight which i think is is a really big one where people just are so used to this is who i am oh i'm just this you know 
that person who is jolly and everyone has a good time with, but uh, no one really fully respects or, you know, no one really feels like attracted to. When this becomes your identity, you kind of gave up. You kind of tell yourself, who am I without it? Maybe I have nothing else to offer. And this is something I actually have also with clients that have anxiety at times where they wonder, who am I when I'm not anxious, when I'm not nervous, when I'm not this person who, you know, always is very sensitive and, and people kind of know that they have to, you know, a little bit tiptoe around me. This feeling of my weight is who I am is not really serving you because it's uh, it's basically a false belief. And you need to really ask yourself, what is it what I could be that would much more honor my truth when I change my body? In, in other words, don't feed your present or past self with these old habits. Think about the future self. Think about that person who is in a much healthier uh, body, who is having, you know, habits that honor and respect you, who feels that uh, you can show up with all these wonderful gifts and qualities from the inside and you don't have to use your physical form as, you know, your, your passport, your identity. Think about that and then act as if. Already think about the future self and say, my future self how would he or she eat? How would he or she think about uh, what, uh, you know, uh, what uh, the daily activities could look like? How would they deal with stress? How would they engage with other people in regards to really uh, leading with what is the authentic self? I mean, for people that have been overweight, they often don't realize that there is something inside of them that they have been hiding behind the weight. Whether it's someone very creative and expressive. I had a client who didn't realize until, you know, she lost the weight that she is really a leader and that she loves being uh, very athletic and loves leading groups uh, in athleticism, all those things that she later on really discovered and enjoyed and, and made a career out. All of those things were hidden until they came out. So see letting go of the weight also an unearthing of something inside of you that you can really be not only curious, but really excited about to discover. Losing weight is not anything that needs to be hard in regards to, again, getting the whip out and having to be overly disciplined. And in that regard, the last stumbling block can be this using your weight as a punishment and using this trying to lose weight as another form of punishment. And it's a vicious cycle. Some people have more weight because they feel guilty or ashamed about something that happened in their life. I know I, I saw Queer Eye the other day, season six, and there was this person who felt responsible for the death of his mother. And, and it just reminded me of, of clients that told me also that there was something weighing from their past and afterwards they just gained all this weight and partially it was comfort, partially it was also stuffing down emotions, but a lot was also the punishment 
I don't deserve to take care of myself. I don't deserve to look good. I don't deserve to be seen as someone who matters. I better just hide behind this blob because that's a form of me imprisoning myself and punishing myself for what happened. So you may want to look into self-forgiveness. You may want to ask yourself, is there is something that you associate with weight that may have to do with you still feeling guilty, responsible, ashamed, and, and that you don't have to abuse yourself or punish yourself, that you actually do have the sacred responsibility to have compassion for yourself, learn from the past, but ultimately forgive yourself as well. I believe that we can really get in touch with our body's ideal weight. And that may not be the weight that you think you should have so that you can, you know, measure up to all those people that you see on Instagram or TikTok and you feel like, wow, you know, I want to be that weight. That may not be your ideal weight. Your body may have a whole different idea of what your perfect weight is. So also let your body lead you and don't force yourself to rush into losing weight because in some ways it is a shift, a shift of your foundation. A lot of those things that I just shared with you are foundational issues of safety, comfort, self-identity of the past. So losing weight can be just a journey of also coming more and more to your own, being more and more at peace with yourself and feeling more and more that how you look is a direct reflection on how you feel inside yourself. And there are certain tricks that you can use to move forward with this. As I mentioned before, you know, checking on your emotions. How do you feel before? And then really saying, how can I... Uh, meet the needs of my mind other than what I used to do in the past. I love the idea of also listening to the body and noticing what your body actually likes to eat. You know, I lost almost 30 pounds partially because I had this gallbladder issue and I needed to really go more on low-fat diet, but partially also because I realized, oh, my body doesn't like any meat my body doesn't like strawberry jam. I always thought strawberry jam is my staple for breakfast. No, my body doesn't like it. My body doesn't like uh, white bread. My body doesn't like, you know, certain things like French cheese that I always thought like, well, you're living in France, so you better eat it because that's where the best cheese of the world is. All of those things my body didn't like. And I noticed that my body didn't like it because it felt heavy. It felt... Uh, low energy, it felt, you know, sometimes these weird digestive issues all after I was eating certain foods. And when I changed my diet, I realized, oh, my body tells me, oh, that feels good. I feel energized. I can sleep well. I want to go for a walk after dinner. Those are things also where you can use your mind to actually help your body and get in tune with your body and not use your mind to force yourself and your ideas, either the old ones or these new ones of what you should be looking onto your body. I hope this helps, gives you a sense of, uh, yeah, new energy and really seeing this as a bigger and more joyful journey 
to get into the body that you deserve and honors you and seeing it as a self-discovery and not just anything that you always feel like you're behind or you always have to fight with.